This is episode four of The Melting Pot of Crime, Lake Lanier, Oscarville. Lake Lanier is a 38,000-acre reservoir in northern Georgia, which was formed when the Beaver Dam was built on the Chattahoochee River in 1956. So it's named after Sidney Lanier, who was a poet and a Confederate soldier. So underneath it is the Gainesville Speedway, and sometimes you can see the top of the concrete stands when the water is low enough, but most of all, there's the black city of Oscarville underneath. So Oscarville was formed after the Civil War during the Reconstruction Era, which was 1865 to 1871. So it had a lot of laborers and farming was the top trait. There were also blacksmiths and just like jobs that had some good some good income. So um while the rest of Georgia was struggling, Oscarville was thriving. Like they had it was booming. Business was booming. So this stopped on September twenty-third, nineteen twelve, when eighteen year old May Crow was found dead in the woods close by Oscarville. So I looked it up and she basically, like, she died a week before mm. her 19th birthday. So, um, of course, when a white woman is raped and or killed or basically abused in any kind of way, the first thing that white people did was go by the black areas and just start blaming people. So mobs just stormed through the city, waking people up by fires um, that were being lit in thrown into buildings, like including churches. So people fled to nearby Gainesville and a lot of people died along the way. So the ones who died were either like, they either drowned or the white people caught up to them. So 1,098 residents were forced to leave their homes, their land and their businesses. So 24 year old Rob Edwards was arrested even though there weren't any like witnesses or evidence. So his wife, Jane Daniel, their neighbor, whose name was Ed Collins, Jane's cousin, Oscar Daniel, and his cousin, Ernest Knox, were all arrested. So Oscar was 18 and Ernest was only 16. They were hung in front of about 5,000 people after being convicted by, of course, an all-white jury. So a man named George Rucker his great-grandfather, his name was Bird Oliver. So their family was forced off of the land. So when the mob, which were called Night Riders, came, they had to leave all of their belongings, like their land, their all of their property, their homes. So mostly property was left behind. His grandfather had to leave a hundred acres. Like that's that's a lot of land. So as his family went towards the Chattahoochee River, there were night riders behind them. So they got stuck when they got to the bridge. So if they knew how to swim, they would keep going. He said most people died, but Bird, his great-grandfather, made it while losing some of his siblings along the way. So his mother said that anytime Bird thought about those nights, he would just he would just sit there and cry. His surviving relatives settled in Gainesville. So Bird married his second wife named Beulah, and they named a school after her. Um, I meant to look it up, but I forgot. 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, is still standing. Um, so the white people who pushed the blacks out took over the properties. So Oscarville specialized in poultry, which is why Gainesville became the poultry capital of the world. So because it covered a whole city, there are buildings and forests with trees that are like 60 feet tall and Lake Lanier's maximum depth is 156 feet. So on July 21st, 2012, Kyle Glover, um, I'm not sure if y'all know, probably not, but Tamika Foster, who was Usher's ex-wife, her 11-year-old son died after a jet ski crashed into him while he was floating on an inner tube. So he became brain dead, but they kept him on life, life support for two more weeks. So the driver apparently was a family friend named Jeffrey Hubbard, and he was sentenced to four years in prison and 15 years probation. So um, in 2017, an expert diver named Buck Buchanan said sometimes he'd feel body parts when he was diving in Lake Lanier. His words were, you reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or leg and it doesn't move. So like, I, I just feel like I, especially knowing the history of Lake Lanier, like I wouldn't dare like set foot into the water because I don't know what's going to touch me. I don't, yeah, no, nah, it's a no for me, dog. So this year, um, on May 30th, Tamika started a petition to drain, clean, and restore the lake. So in the seven months that it's been up, it received 14,750 signatures out of her goal of 15,000. So, like, I love that she got that many signatures because I do feel like it needs to be drained and, like, cleaned out and restored. But then again, there are, like, a whole bunch of cemeteries and, like, unmarked graves that are underneath there. And I just feel like it's, well, maybe by now it's probably, like, the bones aren't even there anymore. I just thought about it. But I feel like it does need to be cleaned out because, again, it is a man-made lake. Like, you just buried a whole city underneath. You moved people out of their homes. Like, you stopped their livelihood. And not even just their livelihood, like, y'all were mad because their business was booming and you were suffering like I just feel like it's <sighs> jealousy as well as racism so those two put together yeah not a good fit not a good combination um I do I highly doubt that the lake will get drained and restored because it brings in a lot of tourists and if you are from Georgia or if you live here in Georgia, you know, like it, it basically that's where people go, like especially during the summer. It brings in the money other than like Lake Lanier. There isn't really anything to anything to do in North Georgia, like besides Blue Ridge. But that's like at the top, like the top order 
next to Tennessee. Like you're going up there. There's nothing over here besides the there. So yeah, it's gonna bring in some money. Savannah's all the way in the south. Like it's I understand from a business perspective, but I feel like they're not gonna do it just because of that. Honestly. Um yeah, so this one was a short episode. There wasn't really much information about this other than um what I said. So I tried to do like as much research as possible, but it's yeah, sorry this one is short. The next one though. So the next one is gonna be about the Golden State Killer. So he went undetected for decades. Like when I tell you decades, like he went all across California and nobody knew like he had different series of crimes like at first he would just go into people's homes and just rummage through stuff like not take anything at first then he started taking like one earring out of a pair he started doing like taking cufflinks and it was just yeah he he occasionally did he progressed a lot but yeah let me know what you think about this episode and I will get back to you about the Golden State Killer. Bye!